Welcome to Murder Bucket, the podcast where I dive deep into murders, paranormal activity, abductions, kidnappings, and weird stuff. I'm your host, Hannah. Let's see what I'm going to pull out of the bucket this week. Good evening, everyone. I hope you're excited about tonight's episode, where I'm going to be talking about Aileen Warnos, the first female serial killer. But first, I do have a question for you. Do you love this podcast as much as I do? Well, if you do, I would love for you to be able to support my podcast so that I can upgrade my equipment to bring you better quality episodes. I'll post a link on my Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook page. And now for tonight's episode. Aileen Carol Pittman was born in Rochester, Michigan on February 29th 1956. Her mother, Diane, born of Finnish-American descent, married her father, Leo, at the age of 14. Her older brother, Keith, was born on March 14, 1955. Unfortunately, two months after Aileen was born, her mother filed for divorce. Aileen never met her father because he was incarcerated. He had been diagnosed with schizophrenia and was convicted of sex crimes against children. On January 30, 1969, he committed suicide. When Aileen was almost four years old, her mother abandoned her children and left them with their paternal grandparents, Lori and Britta Warnos, both of which were alcoholics. They did adopt Keith and Aileen on March 18, 1960. At the age of 11, Aileen began engaging sexual activities in school in exchange for cigarettes, drugs, and food. She also began to have sexual relationships with her brother. Her alcoholic grandfather started to sexually assault her around this time. He would force her to strip off her clothes and then beat her. At the age of 14, she became pregnant by a friend of her grandfather's. She gave birth to a son at a home for unwed mothers. He was born on March 23, 1971 and was immediately placed for adoption. She soon dropped out of school around the time her grandmother died of liver failure. And at the age of 15, her grandfather threw her out of the house and she began to support herself as a prostitute. On May 27, 1974, she was arrested in Jefferson County, Colorado for driving under the influence, disorderly conduct, and firing a pistol from a moving vehicle. She was then charged with failure to appear. A couple of years later, she hitchhiked to Florida, where she met 69-year-old Yacht Club president Louis Grotzfell. They married soon after they met. She continued to involve herself in confrontations at local bars and briefly went to jail for assault. Louis got a restraining order against her because she hit him with his own cane. After only nine weeks of marriage, Louis and Aileen got their marriage annulled. After returning to Michigan, she was arrested on July 14, 1976, and charged with assault and disturbing the peace for throwing a cue ball at a bartender's head. A few days after that incident, her brother Keith died of esophageal cancer, and Aileen received $10,000 from his life insurance. In August of 1976, Aileen was fined $105 for driving drunk, and she used the money she got from her brother's life insurance to pay the fine. 
She spent the rest of the money in a matter of two months buying luxuries, including a new car, which she eventually wrecked. Aileen was arrested in Edgewater, Florida for armed robbery of a convenience store on May 20, 1981. She stole $35 and two packs of cigarettes. She was sent to prison on May 4, 1982 and was released on June 30, 1983. She was then arrested in Miami and charged with car theft, resisting arrest, and obstruction of justice on January 4, 1986 for providing identification bearing her aunt's name. In the stolen car, the police found a 38 caliber revolver and a box of ammunition. On June 2nd of the same year, a Volusia County deputy detained Aileen for questioning after a male companion accused her of pulling a gun on him and demanding $200. She was found to be carrying spare ammunition and a 22 pistol. Eileen soon met Tyria Moore at a lesbian bar in Daytona Beach. They moved in together, and Eileen supported them with the money that she earned as a prostitute. The Daytona Beach police detained Eileen and Tyria on July 4, 1987, for questioning in which they were accused of assault and battery with a beer bottle. Eileen was then accused of assaulting a Daytona Beach bus driver on March 12, 1988, she claimed that he pushed her off the bus. Tyria was listed as a witness. Up until the day that she was executed, Eileen stated to still be in love with Tyria. Richard Mallory, a convicted rapist, was 51 years old when he met Eileen. He was an electronics store owner in Clearwater. Eileen claimed she killed him in self-defense. She claimed that he sodomized her and brutally beat her after driving to an abandoned area for sex. On December 1, 1989, Volusia County Deputy Sheriffs found Richard's car. His body was then found on December 13th in a wooded area. He had been shot several times. His cause of death was two bullets to the left lung. David Spears, a construction worker in Winter Garden, was 43 years old. On May 19, 1990, he was declared missing. A month later, his naked body was found on Route 19 in Florida. He had been shot six times. The body of Charles Karskadian, a 40-year-old part-time rodeo worker, was found on June 6, 1990 in Pasco County. He had been shot nine times and his body was wrapped in an electric blanket. There were witnesses who saw Aileen in his vehicle. She also pawned a gun that belonged to him. Peter Symes, a retired merchant seaman who was 65 years old, was moving to Arkansas in June of 1990. His car was found in July in Orange Springs, Florida. Aileen's handprint was found on the door handle, but his body was never found. Troy Burgess, a sausage salesman from Ocala, was 50 years old when he was reported missing on July 31, 1990. His body was found just a few days later in a wooded area, and he had been shot twice. Charles Humphreys, a 56-year-old retired U.S. Air Force major, former child abuse investigator for the state and former chief of police, was found in Marion County on September 12, 1990. He had been shot six times. The body of Walter Antonio, a 62-year-old truck driver, Security guard and police reservist was found 
on November 19, 1990, near a remote logging road in Dixie County. He had been shot four times. Since Aileen had a criminal record in Florida, her fingerprints were on file. As I mentioned earlier, her handprint was found inside Peter Symes' car and several of her victims' belongings were found in pawn shops. Police arrested Aileen at the Last Resort Biker Bar on January 9, 1991. The next day, Tyria was arrested in Scranton, Pennsylvania. Tyria agreed to get a confession from Aileen in exchange for immunity. On January 16th, Tyria met with Aileen in a plea for help to clear her name. She was able to get a confession to all the murders. She claimed the men tried to rape her and she had to kill them in self-defense. On January 14, 1992, Aileen was tried for the murder of her first victim, Richard Mallory. She was convicted on January 27, 1992, with the help of Tyria's testimony. Psychiatrists testified that she was mentally unstable and had been diagnosed with a personality disorder and an antisocial personality disorder. She was sentenced to death four days later. The trial for the murders of Charles Humphreys, Troy Burgess, and David Spears started on March 31, 1992. She pleaded no contest and said that she wanted to get right with God. She made a statement to the courtroom and said, I want to confess to you that Richard Mallory did violently rape me, as I've told you, but those others did not. They only began to start to. She was given three more death sentences on May 15, 1992. Aileen pleaded guilty to the murder of Charles Karskaden in June of 1992. She received her fifth death sentence in November of 1992. The defense made efforts during the trial to introduce evidence that Mallory had been tried for intent to commit rape in Maryland and that he had been committed to a maximum security correctional facility. The judge denied Aileen's request for a retrial. Even though Richard Mallory had been committed for treatment and observation resulting from a criminal charge of assault with an intent to rape. In February of 1993, she pleaded guilty to the murder of Walter Antonio and was sentenced to death for the sixth time. She was never charged with a murder of Peter Symes, only because his body was never found. There were many times where Aileen told inconsistent stories about the murders. She claimed that all seven men raped her while she was working as a prostitute, but later claimed that it was self-defense. While being on death row, she was incarcerated at the Florida Department of Corrections Broward Correctional Institute and was later transferred to the Florida State Prison for execution. She tried to appeal her death sentence, and it was denied in 1996. She sent a petition to the Florida Supreme Court and stated her intention to dismiss her legal counsel and terminate all pending appeals. She wrote, I killed those men and robbed them as cold as ice, and I would do it all over again. There's no chance in keeping me alive or anything because I'd kill again. I have hate crawling through my system. I am so sick of hearing that she's crazy stuff. I've been evaluated so many times. I'm competent, sane, and I'm trying to tell the truth. I'm one who seriously hates human life and would kill again. Aileen accused prison matrons of tainting her food with dirt, saliva, and urine in 2002. 
She claimed she overheard conversations from prison staff of them wanting to push her over her brink so that she would just commit suicide. She also claimed she heard them talking about raping her before her execution. In the weeks leading up to her execution, Aileen had several interviews with Nick Bromfield and would often talk about being taken away to meet God and Jesus and the angels and whatever is beyond the beyond. During her final interview, she claimed that her mind was tortured at the Correctional Institute and her head was crushed by sonic pressure. She claimed that the police covered up the evidence from her first kill of Richard Mallory and they turned her into a serial killer. She turned to the interviewer and said, You sabotaged my ass. Society, the cops, and the system. A raped woman got executed and was used for books, movies, and stuff. Her final on-camera words were, Thanks a lot, society, for railroading my ass. Aileen declined her final meal and opted for coffee instead. Her final words before her execution were, Yes, I would just like to say I'm sailing with the rock and I'll be back, like Independence Day, with Jesus. June 6th, like the movie. Big mothership and all. I'll be back. I'll be back. Aileen Warnos was executed on October 9th, 2002. She was pronounced dead at 9.47 a.m. She was the 10th woman in the United States and the second in Florida to be executed since the 1976 United States Supreme Court decision restoring capital punishment. Aileen was cremated and her childhood friend Don Botkins spread her ashes beneath a tree in Michigan. At her request, the song Carnival by Natalie Merchant was played at her funeral. Natalie Merchant commented on this when asked why she permitted Carnival to be played during the credits of the documentary Aileen, Life and Death of a Serial Killer. When director Nick Bromfeld sent a working edit of the film, I was so disturbed by the subject matter that I couldn't even watch it. Aileen led a tortured, torturing life that is beyond my worst nightmares. It wasn't until I was told that Aileen spent many hours listening to my album Tiger Lily while on death row and requested Carnival be played at her funeral that I gave permission for the use of the song. It's very odd to think of the places my music can go once it leaves my hands. If it gave her some solace, I have to be grateful. FBI profiler Robert Ressler only mentioned Warnos briefly in his autobiographical history of his 20 years with the FBI. When writing his book in 1992, he said that he often does not discuss female serial killers because they tend to kill in sprees instead of a sequential fashion. In 2002, journalist Sue Russell wrote a book about Warnos called Lethal Intent. In 2012, Lisa Kester and Daphne Gottlieb edited and published a collection of letters written over a 10-year span from Aileen and her childhood friend Dawn. The book is titled Dear Dawn, Aileen Warnos in Her Own Words. Filmmaker Nick Bromfield directed two documentaries about Aileen. They were called Aileen Warnos, The Selling of a Serial Killer, released in 1993, and Aileen, Life and Death of a Serial Killer, released in 2003. She was also the subject of episodes of the documentary TV series American Justice Biography 
and Deadly Women. In 2003, the movie Monster was released, starring Charlize Theron as Eileen Warnos. It chronicles her life story from childhood until her first murder conviction. This film earned Theron an Academy Award for Best Actress. In 2002, Law & Order Special Victims Unit released an episode called Chameleon about a prostitute who murders her Johns. This episode is based on Eileen. She is also mentioned on the crime TV series Criminal Minds. In the Criminal Minds novel Killer Profile, she is one of the serial killers who is copied by the novel's main antagonist, Daniel Dryden. And that is the story of Eileen Warnos, the first female serial killer. Check out this promo from my friends at a Teacher and a Crime Scene Tech podcast. Hi, I'm Ashley, and I'm a teacher in Georgia. And I'm Talia, and I'm studying to be a crime scene tech in Colorado. Join us every week as we enjoy a cocktail or two. And bring you stories that we find fascinating and scary. (laughs) Some make us laugh, and a few make us cry. But every single one keeps us up at night. So grab a drink and listen as we spin the wheel of murder to determine our category for the next episode. A teacher and a crime scene tech walk into a bar, available wherever you get your podcasts. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Murder Bucket, and I hope you enjoyed tonight's episode. Be sure to follow me on Twitter at The Murder Bucket, on Facebook at Bucket Murd, and on Instagram at Murd Bucket.